Hello, hello, hello. My beautiful listeners, we are back with another episode of the EXO podcast, live from the Artist Hotel at Lost Lands Music Festival. This week, you get to hear my podcast with Must I. What a freaking legend he is to the electronic dance music scene. I am so grateful I had the opportunity to sit down and shoot the shit with him. We woke up like warriors at 8.30 a.m. after day two of the festival, the day that he played his huge set, and we knocked out this podcast before he had to hop on his plane to fly home. So such a good fucking conversation. We talk about his album, the remix album, shining light on newcomers, his opinion on the scene, and everything in between. This episode had some funny-ass bloopers. Don't forget to hop over to my Patreon at www.patreon.com backslash this is Lizzie Jane to check those out alongside ad-free versions of the podcast and extra exclusive content. Without further ado, this is Lizzie Jane with our very special guest, Must Die, and you're tuning in to the XO Podcast. Lee. Dubstep. Dubstep. Thank you for coming on. Yeah, anytime. I greatly appreciate it, you know. We're, we're day two in it, 9 a.m. after the festival. Yeah. We're here for the podcast. Got dust in my eyes. I got dubstep tinnitus going on it's, oh yeah it's a whole thing you're set yesterday you said you didn't have a voice this morning pretty much it's gone yeah i haven't yelled in two years yeah. so like i uh i went on stage and like because the monitors aren't like particularly loud i was just like huh i feel really like distant from the crowd i need to make sure i'm yelling <laughs> i like heard videos and the mic was like so loud and i was like i guess i like lost my voice for no reason but it just it does mean that i, I don't have to like talk to anybody i don't want to i'm exactly. reserving this for you I appreciate that. It means a lot. It means a lot. Um, How did it feel to be back to, like, big festival? Sweaty. Uh, Yeah, festivals are great. Um, It was cool to play the new stuff out. Yes. But, like, I've been doing, like, a couple of, like, smaller shows with, like, the Riot 10 tour. Mm. And I feel like I'm actually starting to prefer smaller shows. Okay. And that's a huge difference to me. Anyone that knows me knows that, like, I write my music, like, specifically for big festival drama moments. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like... Shit. Is that because of, like, the energy and, like, just, like, the relationship between, like, you and the crowd? Well, like, why I like it now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. I think so. I think it's because, like, I during the pandemic and while I was at home, I got really, like, I became a fan of dance music again. Mm -hmm. Like, after getting disillusioned for so many years. Like, I love to complain. Um, I, like, went down this rabbit hole of everything I used to love, why I loved it, and then I wrote an album, like, about it. And now, like, when I'm out playing, I'm like, okay, cool, let's play, like, all the super intense club stuff. And then when I get to the big festival parts, I'm bored. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? And so yesterday, like, I was like, man, I wrote all these tunes for this kind of setting. And, like, I really just care about this other section of my set now. Yeah. So it's wow. interesting. Wow, that's, that's, yeah. that's a total, like, it's a complete mind flip. fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah total, total flip. flip. That's, that's really, like... It's cool to see that, I guess, like, development in your mind to go from, like, one set to another. Yeah. I didn't expect it at all. <laughs> it's like, listening to Christ's vision, like, we were talking yesterday. You wrote that in three weeks. 
Yeah, which is like fucking three weeks, crazy. Yeah. So most of it, not all of it, not but most all of it. Of it. Okay. Like the big push where yeah. I was like from ideas to album was like three weeks, yeah. Which is absolutely insane. I was talking to um an artist yesterday and we were just talking about like when you get in that flow, you just have to go with it. Yes. And like, are you a big advocate? just to like pump it out or are you some yeah okay because yeah. i feel like i talked to two different people where it's like they get to that 80 percent mark and the last 20 percent is like a year's fucking worth of no, work i'm never like, like that no no, 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 no. so okay. so i'm um so i work like really closely with my a and r on on that album like with schism mm-hmm. and like essentially what happened was we had these ideas i had a couple of ideas floating around that were singles that came out okay. like i had um a tune called nerve damage a tune called don't even bother and a tune called hellburst and then Sorrow Tech was like closer to the album being done. But I had those out and I was using them to buy time because I didn't know what COVID was going to do. So I was like, okay, I'll write a song. And so I would write a song in a week and I'd put it out. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, okay, I got to write another song because it just keeps going. So then I'd write another one and put it out. And then after the third one, I was like, okay, this isn't going anywhere. Yeah. I need to put these together and make an album. And I thought about just scrapping all the singles and then just doing like a separate album. And then after like a long talk, we decided to keep those songs that were out on the album and then just write the rest of the album. So that was that was in my favor. So then basically it was just like a matter of a few weeks later after like writing out a plan of what we were going to do. I just did it. And then like. We just got it done really fast. It was the first time I've ever had a project done early. That's so awesome, though. Do you think it had somewhat to do with, like, what you were saying before, where you kind of really fell in love with dance music over yeah. the, the time of quarantine? And I want, of I felt like it was important work. Yeah. And so I was, like, really stoked to do it. I had a lot of fun. It's, like, the first time I've ever... You can hear it. It translates through the album. Yeah. Like, listening to, like... Because, like, I've always listened to your, like, story for a long fucking time. Yeah, and boy. to, like, see kind of that like development and like this is like one very cohesive piece right which which sometimes you don't always get that in no and it's, you don't always have the luxury yeah yeah like my i did another album on ausla in like 2014 and that project that that process was also me like in a space but i was also touring and like the disconnect between like you can tell like when i would see something and get like stoked on it and come back and work on it and then i would see something else out there come back in and like get stoked on it. But, but crisis vision was literally like me, my Spotify playlist and my brain. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, yeah, it's all one thing. And like songs would be made like one day after another, like, and it was like all one cohesive. It was the same zone. Absolutely. And, and like when you were touring, would you come back home and work on music or would you work on music on the road? When, yeah. When I first started, I was working on music on the road left and right. Mm-hmm. But by 2014, I was pretty much like, um, I, I liked to write at home. Like my favorite place to write music is like on my couch, like on MacBook speakers. But for this album, I switched to a PC. I don't know why, but I did. Yeah. Maybe because I'm mad at Apple. I don't know. Um, I just switched to a PC too. I think I was just bored. Yeah. I think yeah. I just wanted to like relearn how to make music. Yeah. Absolutely. So then I, I switched to PC. And so therefore I had to write like in a room with headphones on by myself mm-hmm. and I couldn't like fuck around. But um, yeah, like I don't ride on the road anymore at all. Now I like straight up can't. Yeah. So that's nice. Yeah, no, absolutely. It takes so much pressure off you. It takes so much pressure off you. And like what we were kind of saying yesterday when we were briefly talking is that it felt like touring had gotten to a point where it was like this very stagnant, repetitive 
like average baseline outfit. Yes. And now because of COVID, from my opinion of like an outsider looking in, mm -hmm. it looks like it's somewhat been reset. I, yeah, I hope so. I hope so. Yeah. yeah I, I think, so. I mean, I hope you're right. I want nothing more in my career now. Like this is a perspective shift through COVID as well, but I want nothing more now than the kids who like have something to say to be able to say it on mass and get paid. Oh, absolutely. Like get paid like a fair wage for it. So it's like, well, I guess, you know, you're right because I'm seeing kids like Neonix and Ominous mm -hmm. and like Uber and like all the crew that like I kind of hang out with, but like they're getting put on like Neonix played Wampy Woods last night, like at night. Yeah. And it went off and I was like, yeah, that's like, that's, Huge that's what I want. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want to see me and I don't want to see Zomboy. I mean, I say that. That's like one of my best friends. Like but, yeah, over you know and over again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like, even the people I love, but like we've had our time. Mm -hmm. Let us start doing like the, the old boy shit and then like bring in all the new people. Like we've got so many cool fucking So people. innovative and like yeah. so forward thinking. And it's cool because I feel like from the artist side, it's like, yeah, it's, it's important to bring in that new generation. It's important to like look at the people who are trying to continuously push the borders yeah. because, you know, like on the back end of the industry, like it's easy to just follow the same song structure, make mm -hmm. the same sounding mm -hmm. shit. Mm -hmm. And if you're with the right group of people, you're going to be taken you're care gonna, of. Yeah, you're going to get like floated through. But like the group that you just said, you know, Uber, Ominous, APOs, yeah. they're pushing those boundaries. Yes. And to see from like the fan base, them wanting that is so important. I think it's important to say out loud too, that they're actually defining what our boundaries are as like established artists mm -hmm. is that they do something super cool. And if the, if the established artist is someone who like gives a shit, which like there's like 10 of us, like we're going to notice and start to like emulate it because yeah. we still think it's cool. You collabed with a bunch of them mm, as yeah. well, you know? Yeah. But I mean, even aside from that, like I've been inspired by those, those like up and comer, like, like not rhythm kids, but like that next wave of just like, cool dubstep mm -hmm. it's inspired the hell out of me and like like just uh, aside from like using them as clout like yeah they make cool music and i want to hear it like uh Akios is like one of the best producers so i've ever heard yeah and like we finally got to meet last night that was cool oh wow um, so yeah we never met, met in person yeah okay. we never met in person it was awesome and then like fucking uber i've always loved and like just those kids it's like i want them to be put on instead of like co-opted and like I want them to be paid fairly and like get that shit and like go have fun. And I'm happy to sit back for the rest of my career and watch it. Mm -hmm. Like that's where I'm at now. I don't know. I feel like touring being reset. It was really unsustainable. It was basically just like promoters not taking any risks and only selling shows. They know will bring tickets, which yeah. I find fucking stupid. Yeah. And I will say this to any agent, any promoter. That's how you get stuck in a box though. Well, yeah, that's how, how no one ever takes a risk yeah. ever again. Like, people were taking risks on us when we were first starting out. You know what I mean? You have to. Yeah. You ha How the fuck else are you going to pull well, music? And now the problematic part is a lot of these, like, promoters that would necessarily, talent buyers that would take chances yes. on people like myself, mm -hmm. on people like AQS, on mm -hmm. people like Omnis. They either don't have their venues open yet because they're still fucked because of COVID. Right. Or they're currently being bought out by bigger companies. I was going to say, that, like, the one I run into most often is that they're getting bought out. And by, absorbed. Like, yeah, like Live Nation and yeah. shit. Suck my dick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can say that. No, I, man, it's... I don't care. But what I love like with <laughs> you too is that 
you are in this position where like you are like a vetted artist and like you sit up there where you can choose to bring in these new people. And I think it's hugely important for like people like yourself to shine light on those people sure. because that's how you take your demographic and your fan base and you push them onto these kids. Sure. I, I like the power that you have like on social media mm-hmm. and like, you know, in a presence, like in a festival like this is so important. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I have to big up Subtronics on that. That's one when, when I think of people yeah. who like put people on. Like I don't know anyone that is more invested in like the culture than him. I just really don't. Like him and Level Up like really give a shit. Mm-hmm. And like even if you're not into like the festival based kind of stuff, like dude, I can promise you that Jesse gives a shit about dubstep. So like I've I've actually learned a lot from those two and like other people I talk to and I realized how far out of the loop I had become based on just being disillusioned from the whole touring circuit. Yeah. Where I was just like, everything sounds the same and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, really wrong. Well, what I really like, really wild. (laughs) What he did with Cyclop Records was that like, he created this and I, and I feel the same about Will Sile with, with how, with Halcyon. And what he did is like, he created this like niche of where people weren't able to get their tracks signed if they weren't known. And he's like, come here, like I'll be your home. Right. And now he's like, having the events and he's having the compilations and he's having the record like leap record release parties. Yeah. And like, that's super fucking cool because you don't see major labels necessarily like disciple or never say die yeah. doing that in a, no. in a way, shape or form. No, we never did. Never said I used to do like the showcase tours. Yeah. But we never did like the big, I think the only big events we ever did were, were like the NSD 10 year and stuff. And those were massive. Yeah. Those were like, fun. Yeah. But, I mean, it was all like artists who were like on never say die, but mm-hmm. I do remember they made a point to like, bring in they've always like pushed their up-and-comers but it's like i think having the platform that that subtronics has where it's like people just fucking go see subtronics like it's like a whole thing and they trust him to have that trust is like so important because it's like if you're gonna say oh i really vouch for this artist i really enjoy them they're next up yeah his whole fan base is going to be, okay, where are they at? Let's listen to them. Let's support right. them. Let's right. do it. And I think of people like Space Wizard. I think of all of those guys. Yeah, that like, are like Stone DDD, Level. Stone yeah, level. Yeah. yeah. And now, you know, I see Stone Level's growth from a point of, you know, he's getting official remixes for Nightmare. He's yeah. doing this. He's doing that. So it's really cool to see that switch because pre-COVID, I was at a point where I was still new enough, but it always kind of sat in the back of my mind. Okay, is this structure going to change? How do I play the game correctly? Yeah. How do I do X, Y, and Z? Because as an up-and-comer, not only is it so many more people than it was at your time. <laughs> yes, it was. It's just yeah, like it's a clusterfuck of lots of questions also, going on. Just what the fuck works? Yes. It, I, it used to have an answer. Mm-hmm. It used to be like, make good tunes, meet the right person, get that person to listen to your tunes, and then you'll get a record release. And people were fans of record labels, so they would listen to everything on the label. Mm -hmm. That was the answer then. Now it's like, I don't know, levitate? Like, I don't know. (laughs) Do whatever Void does? I have no idea. And like, I do not envy people in your position at all. And even I struggle trying to like, get my shit noticed in a sea of me yeah like there's a lot of us Mm -hmm. and there's like everyone's on a level playing field right now yes and that's fucking amazing that's like what the goal is right is Mm -hmm. like i don't know i think some people's goal is to like become a superstar but i think the goal is like to foster a really cool environment where there's lots of cool music right now we're doing that yes and like i can name i don't have enough fingers for this shit and like 
there's so much good music being made and there's so many innovations being made and like hard dances back and like electro house is coming back. I heard somebody fucking making blog house the other day and I was just like, yeah, let's that's go. looking crazy. But like, I feel like we've finally stopped elitism. Yeah. And like that, that should just stay dead. Absolutely. And, and I hope it continues on this way. And I think it's like important for the culture, especially like bass music to have events like this, mm-hmm. because if you go to necessarily like, maybe an EDC that's not EDC Las Vegas, or you go to a smaller festival, you're not going to get this array of talent. They're probably just going to go through the corporate agencies. You're probably going to get the same five people. And like last night when I was walking around, it's like exact. I heard some drum and bass. I heard some fucking color bass. I heard this. I heard that. I heard jungle. And it's amazing to hear all of these different, you know, niche subgenres get their day in the sun because it usually wouldn't happen that way. And I feel like even on top of that, there's definitely a, a, a shift backstage where you can tell that the old guard are like really interested in what's oh, happening. Yeah. Like everyone I'm talking to, like everyone that's just been on the touring circuit for a long time, like we're all like sneaking out to go see someone. Like we're all going to see a smaller artist set because it's the only thing that's exciting. Mm-hmm. We're like, yeah, we're not done. Like, I clearly want to keep making innovative music, but, like, I'm definitely, like, super stoked. There's something happening. There's, like, a seismic shift in, like, the layout of what's happening. And I think, like, I think we're headed back towards, like, another, like, golden age of dance music. Absolutely. And, like, what I said pre-COVID was that what I was seeing was released was not like innovative or quality enough to mm. replace, like, the dance and the OGs. Because it's, like, at one point, you know, Zed said, we'll have to step down. R.L. Graham will have to step down, you know? Mm-hmm. And, like, somebody has to take that spot. Right. And now, for the first time, I'm hearing music where I'm like, he could do it. Yeah, 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 she exactly. And, and, it's, and it's, like, a combination of, like, innovation, the way they present themselves, and just music in general, and people continuing to push the borders. Because what you said before... Previously, it was just the same shit. I felt like I was hearing everywhere. It was everywhere. the same fucking shit. And you couldn't, you couldn't break into these labels because they had guard walls around them. Yeah. Well, and there yeah. was a flux in about 2014 where we had this massive influx of like, the, basically, it happens like every few years. When I first started, it was around, I think this project started in, oh God, 2011, 2012. I was a baby. Um, there weren't a lot of guardrails. You just had to be good. Yeah. And like it wasn't easy to get good then because mm-hmm. nobody knew anything. So nobody was making YouTube tutorials that were worth a shit. You had to be innovative. You had to. No, I guess you just had to have the luxury of free time, really. Okay. Yeah. Which yeah. I think like it's a privilege, right? Like mm-hmm. I sat oh, in my house without a job while my friends were like, no, you can do it, man. Like I'm lucky to have that. Like not everyone gets that. People like work jobs. And like I was just an asshole idiot. And I was like, I'm just going to stay home and do this until I die. Which, like, sucked. I didn't eat food for a year, but, like, I did it. Yeah. And, like, I I knew people from, like, writing for other people and stuff. So I was able to, like, bounce my stuff off of people who were more successful than me. Like, um, like all the evil intent guys really, like, raised me. But now it's, like, 2014 era, everyone knows how to make everything. People have figured out how to make, like, Zomboy sounds and Skrillex sounds and my sounds and, like, virtual riots happening and, mm-hmm. like... All this shit. And it's the big influx of like learning because Virtual Riot just immediately goes out and starts teaching everyone everything, which is great. Like big up. I was so mad at the time, but not now. (laughs) I was also like young. Reflection. Well, I was trying to like do it and Mm -hmm. I was like, no, (laughs) don't tell them how to do it. Don't tell them. God damn it. 
Um, Fuck you too. It ended up being so. a good thing in the long run. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, playing someone's hand forces innovation. But so then, like, everyone started making like serviceable dubstep. Like everyone could do it. It wasn't mm-hmm. hard. Mm-hmm. And then rhythm happened. So there was like a whole new thing, and people knew how to do it. And so we were like, okay, shut it down. Like fucking shut put down. down like the bars shut on the down. windows. Like we gotta like. <laughs> We've got to make it through the wave. So then, like, nobody could get signed. And if they did, it was, like, on Black Label. And Never Say Die Records was, like, just kind of holding it down with, like, me, Trampa, um, Lax, and Habby, and Eptic, and all that back then. And, like, mm-hmm. we were just like, oh, okay, this is a lot. It's, like, a lot to deal with. And then you had your couple come out of that, like, Sudden Death being, like, the big one. Yeah. And then after that, it just, there was another round of people making even better music. And now there's, like, another round of people making even better music. And I'm finding, like, the best music I've ever heard from people on Twitter with, like, 10 followers. And it's, like, the guardrails are down now. Like, like labels really don't exist the way they did. Mm-hmm. It's really just, like, a group of like-minded people at this point. Yeah. And, like, they give you some resources. But it's, like, you can't even guarantee that that's, like, going to work. For sure. And I feel like now, too, like, you have to weigh out the balance. Because I feel like everybody's... Everybody's journey is different, but I think mm-hmm. a lot of artists strive to eventually be independent right. and eventually like have all the rights to their music, X, Y, and Z. If they start with, I think, a crew like you did so long ago, I yeah. think it would be different. But from the artists that like I co-align with, it's like that's our long-term vision. And like in order for us to get exposed to different demographics and different groups, you release on the labels and yeah. you, you get their fan base and mm-hmm. you see, you know, where you fit in, where you don't feel like your music really fits. You know, you got to try out everything. But I feel like now we live in an age where, one, all of the artists that I look for in my fucking radio shows and my own music and my crates are fucking a thousand, lesser than a thousand yeah, people exactly. on SoundCloud. And then I also feel like we live in an age where if you want to independently release and really push it and you do it well and you execute it properly, you can do it and play the game. It works better than the game. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, in like, I'm a big advocate for like, do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, just do it yourself. Be a scoundrel. Like, disrupt. Because I, over the past few years, like, maybe the past like five years, I've really come to hate what success looks like. I don't like it. I don't mm-hmm. think it's what people should try to do. Like, I, what do you mean by that? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, explain. Like, the corporate touring circuit, mm-hmm. the corporate festivals, like the big DJ, like, do you remember? Oh my God. Do you remember during all the social unrest where Nikki Romero posted a picture? Oh yeah. In front of that Next car? to a fucking car. Dude. Holy shit. It was really bad timing. That was like that moment. Decisions. I remember in that exact moment, I saw it on Twitter and I went, I'm out. I'm out. Like, I'm out. Yeah. This shit sucks. Yeah. And then like, I went down the rabbit hole of like, I was like, okay, what am I feeling? Like, why do I feel this way? Mm-hmm. What philosophy is trying to sneak out of my head right now? And I realized that, like, what I really want is the club circuit from, like, 2009. Yeah. Like, just the old blog house times where, like, people would go to a night instead of to see an act. Mm-hmm. So they'd be like, oh, man, there's this party in San Francisco. And they'd be like, who's playing? They'd be like, this, this, and this. And like, Curated cool. event. But it's the party yeah. that people go to every week mm-hmm. because they always bring in someone cool. It doesn't matter how many followers this person has. Are they cool? 
Like, I remember never even, like, numbers did not matter back then. Yeah. Somebody would be like, oh, it's a party with, like, AC Slater, Drop the Lime, and, like, Designer Drugs. And I'd be like, I don't care. All right, let's go. And I would have, like, the best time of my life because the music was incredible. And we don't, everything's like a rock show now where it's, like, build. Yeah. And I fucking hate it. And they fight over how big the name is. I know. And And I do. That's what sucks is that, like, you have to, you're in it and you you can't not play the game. Yes. Otherwise, you're not eating food. And, like, I really am not okay with it. I'm not, and I'm, like, willing to lose my career over it. I don't give a shit. Well, what I see (laughs) is that I think a lot of people who are up-and-comers absolutely agree with you. And some people think they can reinvent the wheel, and they lose themselves in trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. And it's, like, at the end of the day, like, I commend you for your fucking social media presence because I feel like— That's not the greatest. (laughs) No, but, but like, you say what's on your mind, and that makes a difference. Sure. And a lot of people are afraid to do that because they're afraid to piss off the wrong people. Yeah, I mean, and they should be. Yeah. Like, I should be. I, I mean, it's but just you're kinda, still doing great. So it's like, where's that boundary? How, I don't. Well, the boundary is not personal insults. I think. Mm-hmm. I think the boundary is not going. Hey, you, fuck you. Yeah. But yeah. like, also as an inst, because people working in these, they're just people working a job like anybody else, oh, right? Yeah. But it's the institutions that are the problem. Like, it's not a given company that is the problem. It's the culture of that company that is the problem. Yeah. And the yeah. idea that that is okay. Like, artists used to get transportation to and from the hotel or to the venue. And now I'm seeing more and more like, yeah, just take an Uber. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Where's like the personality? What's the, where's fun and touring? Yeah. The touring fun is gone. Yeah. So like, I want, I want the up and comers to have the fun. Where's the, dude, it's a dream job. It's a dream job. Let it be a dream job because it's actually becoming more and more like a conference. Yeah. And that's some bullshit. Yeah. And the back end of it too, is that I think until you reach a certain point, you're really not in this for the money. Sure. Let's just be like sure. real. Like as, as an artist, like to break even eventually yeah. is, is a long fucking road. I know so many people that lose money on shows. Yeah. Like that just lose money playing shows because they want to even play on the show. corporate agencies, even oh, on yeah. big ass agencies, Especially you know, when they should agencies. be taken care of Yeah, and they have to Uber and they have to do this and yeah. they have to do that. And it's like, I speak to other women artists and it's like, they don't have transportation. They don't have this. They don't mm-hmm. have that. And they're not breaking even. Yeah. And they're trying to do what they love. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, how many times do you go around the circle and feed the horse before you're like, what the fuck am I doing? I, uh, man, the word ticket history has been said to me about a thousand times and I'm ready to jump out a window. Spotify monthly listeners. Uh, what's your numbers? Bleh. What's your data? What's this? What's that? I was, with, I, I, was with Riot, I was with Riot 10 the other day in the airport and we were just like waiting for a really long time. Yeah. I think we couldn't get an Uber or something. Ubers. Uh, And then we were like, he was talking about Spotify monthly listeners and he's like really into stats. He's like a sports guy. Oh yeah. 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 Dude. And he was talking to me and I was just like, what the fuck are you talking about? He's like Spotify (laughs) monthly listeners. And I was like, what? And I looked and I was like, this is dumb. I don't want to, like, I don't care. But, but, but it's like from our, what we're told is that's the shit that matters. Yeah, that's stupid. And it's so stupid. It's like the things that we focus on. What about. How good are you live? Like, yeah. how, like, what, like what, what are you what curating? Are yeah. And instead of sitting at home in front of my computer being like, okay, got to make the TikTok today. Okay, got to do this today. Yeah. Okay, got to do that. Like, I just want to fucking worry about the music. And yeah. I get that there's more to the job. Yeah, and there, there always will be. This. And there always will but be. But it's okay. It's really okay to idealize. Mm-hmm. Like, it's okay to play the game and also be like, I don't like the game. I don't want it to exist. Yeah. Like, I, I think 
I think it can be very easy to hear me like, you know, talk shit about the status quo, but also like be a part of it. Yeah. And like, yeah, I am a part of it. I wish I wasn't like I will do this. It's how I like feed my family. Yeah. But like, I really do wish it were different. Like, I really do wish that I could just exist as a musical being without ever feeling the pull towards Instagram or pull towards Twitter just to like stay relevant. I've when I was younger, I did not worry about staying relevant. Once you made cool music, it exists forever. Like that should matter. And that still happens. The music still exists forever. But now there's these other factors in which in any, I think in any genre of entertainment matters. Yeah. And it becomes a lot. And I think it becomes very overwhelming to certain people. Yeah. And I see a lot of people crash and yeah. I see a lot of people, they go through the phases and they have to reset. Mm-hmm. And it's like doing the same thing over and over again and expecting like different results. Yeah. But on the back end, it's like, that's how you do play the game. Yeah. In your ideal world, besides what you just said is like existing as like a musician and like a yeah. musical being, how would you want this to be ran on the more corporate side? I would like, okay, there's a few things. The first thing I think needs to go is like we gotta pay the local openers. Yeah, you gotta pay them like oh, decent money. It's so if bad. they're playing a show that's got a budget and you're paying them fifty bucks or like making them sell tickets, fuck off. Or pay to play. Oh or, man, yeah, I get or it. drink tickets. Yeah, drink tickets or comps. Yeah, because back in yeah. my day, it wasn't pay to play, so I I never really had that experience. But I do remember getting paid and drink tickets, mm-hmm. which like sucks yeah. <laughs> especially when like they used to like actually limit what drinks you could get with the tickets oh, that's wild yeah atlanta Ooh. Atlanta. Um, yeah but is yeah. that where you that's where came i kind of came in? up okay yeah. okay like i didn't i'm not from there but i lived there for a long time and, and that's where the project started and I, I had another like electro house project before must die okay. with a friend of mine and um yeah that's where we started like we i think i played i think we were like I think we were direct support for Steve Aoki at some point. And then like, I think we got paid like 50 bucks. It's not Steve's fault. (laughs) But like, like that was how it was back then. And I was just thinking like, damn, like we did a lot to get on this lineup. Like we, we really fought to get on this lineup. Should Probably make a little money. And like (laughs) making the set and, and just doing everything. Being an artist. In general. (laughs) Yeah. And here's your like 50 cents for the last 48 hours. I think it's worth mentioning that being an artist is expensive. Like yeah. it's not easy to like no. get a logo and like buy music software and like get time. Time is yeah. money. Mm-hmm. It's like if you write a song, that's, you know, it, most people, let's say 12 hours of work. Right. Yeah. For me, it's not for many. It's not. But for most, I'd say 12 hours is like average or eight. That's work you weren't doing making money. Mm-hmm. And music's never going to make you money. Unless you like get a sink or something, but that's like what one in a billion. So it's like you should get paid. Yeah. So that's yeah. the first thing I would change is get paid. I would also bring back like hospitality. Some of my favorite people in this industry are like people that have done hospitality for me before. Mm-hmm. Like I still love them. I saw a bunch of them last night and was just losing my shit. But then I'd see an artist and be like, "Hi." Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's those human connections. Well, they, take care, they take care of you. And you're, so. It's so hard to tour. It's mm-hmm. like like you travel. It's fucked. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like. <laughs> such an unsustainable environment when you see those friendly faces and you've worked with them before. It's like amazing. So bring back hospitality. Also like 
maybe we could stop having people do back to back to backs I love or like back to backs at all. Yeah. Like, I kind of think it's extremely, um, how do you curate a vibe? Do like, how do you, it's, it's very hard for me unless they're incredibly close. Yeah. If they're incredibly close, it yeah, makes sense to yeah. me. But if you take two people from a big agency and you said, we're going to throw you together. They love that. I've seen it's back predatory. to back where I'm like, how does this make sense? It's predatory. Does- and what it, and you know, what's funny though, is that you, I always thought it was the agencies pitching it. It's the other way around. It's promoters going like, we want these two. And then me going, no. And then them going, well, then you're not going to play. And me going, fuck. And then I'll play. Yeah. 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 Luckily, I really only hang out with, like, my closest friends. So, like, all my back-to-backs have been, like, with people I love. Like, I've done a lot with Eptic, and he's, like, my baby. Yeah. So that's all. That's fine. I'm doing one with Trampa. I don't mind that because I actually want to see how that goes. And I love doing them with Space Laces. But I've had some offers where I was like, what? <laughs> like, this does not work. Total left field. Yeah, like, no thanks. And, like, I've had to lose money over it. Yeah. It sucks. And it's like, I want that to stop. I would mm-hmm. like people to, you know, be able to work their ass off and then play a full hour. Yeah. And then, like, there's also, like, the 45-minute set thing. With dance music, it just doesn't. There's, like, even the 35-minute set thing. Now. Wait, is that a thing? That's a thing. Oh, dude. Oh, my friend, that no. is a thing. How are you going to do How, how do you, do you do even that? do that? That's How do you like do that? that's like unless you're like doing doubles or like going, you know, running like, tracks every thirty seconds. That's, that's like, like devaluing the music. Yeah. It's yeah. bullshit. Yeah. So I mean, I can go on for I can complain all day, but there, you know, there are people doing things in the right direction. Like there's people, like you said, like reinventing the wheel and then burning out. But then there's people who are like disrupting the game from within. That like I really think is cool. Yeah. Where they're like. Okay, yeah, I'll do all this. Ducky is a huge example of Ducky is someone who like exists within like the social media presence and like the shows and doing stuff you don't want to do while also simultaneously being like subversive and like putting on cooler people and like really elevating others. Like I owe a lot of like my recent ethos to Ducky, actually, just like Morgan is someone who gets it. Morgan was one of the first artists when I was like, okay, I kind of want to do this. Fuck yeah. To look from a far vision and say, okay, this is possible. Yeah. This is doable. Yeah. And it's really awesome too when someone like Morgan responds or yeah. more, you know, and, and we they always do. We, <laughs> yeah, we exist too where, you know, the biggest players in our game aren't at this like superstar, unreachable level. No, like they're like you, kind of irrelevant. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they like fans or artists or, or people who aspire to be like you. And they can reach out to you and get a response. Of they course. Can reach out to you. It's like changing for them mm-hmm. and their perspective on how they approach things. And I also think that the only way that we'll get change is people in your position, in Morgan's position, disrupting from within. Yes. Because you'll have that cater for demand from the people who they know are going to potentially sell. Right. So, so eventually they're, you know your opinions and your perspective has to be taken into some sort of consideration. I, even I if it only changes already a little changing. bit. I, yeah. think, I think, I think enough people feel like we needed a change Yeah, that I'm starting. I've only been back for what, like three weeks now, but like, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like there's more gratitude on my part there. Like, it's really nice to come back to a job that I love. Like I hate touring, but the job is being must die. And I do enjoy that. Like yeah. I do enjoy talking to people about the album and like hearing that people actually listen to it like that. Like I know that's so cliche and like, I know people listen to it. Like, no, duh. but, but we like live hearing in an my age friends listen yes. to it. And I was yeah. like, you listen to it. Cause like, I don't listen to everything. Yeah. And it's like, that's amazing. And I'm getting to see like, you know, fans that like 
are real fans that I've seen on Twitter the past two years, like really keeping up with me during that time off. Mm -hmm. And I'm seeing them come to shows and I'm like seeing people dance and like actually have a good time instead of just like waiting for the tune they all know. And that's new. That wasn't there two years ago. See, that's interesting. It was there ages before, but it wasn't there two years ago. It had become like basically a shell of a genre. Yes. Like there was cool stuff, but like the fans weren't, there well they're thoroughly enjoying like this body of work and Mm. it's also even though it's like we still struggle with that now there's so much music that gets put out yeah and like the lifespan of that music while you're whether whether you're following a trend whether you're doing your own thing it's we all have like the attention span of like a squirrel yeah so especially in the age of our phones where we scroll we go to the next app we scroll we do this so I can't even imagine from like a festival goer fan point of view for perspective, someone who just like wants to fucking rage, like how long those songs last with them. So Dude, I don't know. So I like can't get in that headspace. I, I can't either, but, but it's, it's really cool to see. I think fans really listening. Yes. And I also think by taking them out of the environment that this music was designed to be in. Yeah. Made them more inquisitive to what was out there. Yeah. Because the majority of people I know are not listening to rhythm in their kitchen. No, and, and, not at all. And the car at best. Yes, at best. So to see like, and you had like a lot of melodic songs on yeah. your, you know, to see that whole melodic wave really come into its own. I look at little style, look mm-hmm. at all of those yes. guys is really sick. Yeah. It's and, awesome. And it's awesome. And it's created this whole new lane. Like yeah. a new little lane that's been developed for a long time, but, but it's yeah, I mean, cool to see it's come to its own. It's now presented on a plate and saying you can do this, yeah. which is yeah, that's like the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, taking the dance out of dance music just left it music, and that was cool. Mm-hmm. And like I do think a lot of people like all of a sudden a big one, and I keep talking about it just because I'm so stoked on it, but like up tempo and like hard dance makes sense now. Yeah. Because during a time where it was all virtual shows or like VR shows, hard dance was king during all that. Because mm-hmm. like that's what a lot of us like like. And then like getting to play whatever you want during COVID, everyone took that liberty. Everyone was like, You could do whatever. I'll do whatever the fuck I want. No one can tell me not to, because I'm not even getting paid for this shit. Mm-hmm. Which is rad. And so like everyone was doing all this crazy shit. And now that we're back on shows, no one wants to give up that freedom. So we're just seeing like you're like, how far can I push this incorporation? Yeah, it's like, like, is this an incorporation or a total shift? And it's like, I'm leaning towards shift where I'm just like, I'm just going to go do this now. And then other people are like, I'm incorporating this now. And then you're seeing like, yeah, like color base and like the Halcyon, like future rhythm stuff, Mm -hmm. like pervading, like even like the heaviest of dudes sets. And I'm just like, yeah, man, next thing you know, everyone's going to be like all pan flutes. And it's just like what I want. It's going to be it's what great. I want. It's my game plan the since day one. people are here for it. Yeah. Pan bring back flutes. the pan flutes. Bring back the pan yeah, flutes. Yeah. Bring it all back. I love it. Yeah. I just want Jungle Terror to come back, honestly. That was, that was the good, that was a good day. It That's when I got genre. into to this kind of It was of a good genre. I did yeah. like, I did like that it was all like weirdly tribal themed, but at the same time, like that was oh, like the, percussion the perfect bridge the of like yeah. big room and hard house, but like. Yeah, I just want it all to come back. I just want it to be a big melting pot again. I think we're on our way. Well, that is what makes it so interesting. Mm-hmm. And and exactly what you just said, like, the shift has happened. Yeah. And I don't think anyone, like, especially yourself, is going to change the way they are doing sets. No. Just to appease to someone else. Because the fans are here for it. Yeah. They're all about it. I also just like being at home. And if, like, if 
if I am rejected from the next iteration of things, that's like the natural way of it. Are you a homebody? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, if it were up to me. And clone it is, yourself. And it is. It is have up the clone to me. travel. I say that as if I don't like my job. I do. But it's like, if it were up to me and I could plan a perfect day, I'm at home. I'm, like, drinking tea. And I'm watching, like, an early 80s horror film. And that's, like, my day. Yeah. And then, like, I don't even plan the rest of my day. And I just, like, eat a Pop-Tart. That's and it's it. great. And yeah. I make music. And, like, if I had to plan a perfect touring day, I'm doing the same thing, but in a hotel. So it's, like, none of my perfect days ever involve any, like, DJ shit. Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it's it's always music and film and art, but it's never, like, I'm on stage. Because, like, I just, I've never identified with it. Mm-hmm. I've never been, like, I'm a stage performer. Even when I was in bands back in the day, like, I was the front man because, like, I'm a lunatic. But at the same time, like, it wasn't where I was comfortable. Mm-hmm. I'm comfortable when I can have an idea, iterate on that idea. And then like, I only do it to like, seem clever to the person sitting next to me. Like, that's what I like to do is be clever with music. Yeah. I don't care about the rest. So like, in this next iteration, if someone needs my spot more than I do, take it. Like, I'm cool to just make albums forever. That's what I want to do. And I feel like you've also gone to the point though, where you've like, put in your years to be able to. Dude, I'm tired. (laughs) Yeah, I can't even imagine. I'm, I'm feeling haggard, man. Yeah. Well, you're you're keeping up good with it, but I I look at people like like yourself, like Zomboy, mm-hmm. like, and I just go like commending because yeah, I feel like I've hardly been doing this, and I love it, and I love being on stage, and I love yeah. being at home. COVID has made me a lot more of a home. Sure. Well, you than, have you have time I've to grapple ever, with what you really want. Yeah, yeah. Than I than I've ever been. However, to to imagine doing this for a decade is beautiful and very scary at the same time. It is beautiful. Yeah. I've had the most beautiful 10 years of my life. Like yeah. I've been to places I never would have gone. Mm-hmm. I've met people I never would have met. I have a friend everywhere. Like it's a lovely, wonderful, beautiful thing. I was, I was last night I was uh, watching Zomboy from front of house uh, with Trampa. Yeah. And like, I just like looked over and I was like, Oh my God, these are my best friends. Like it's been 10 years with these dudes. And, like, I was just, like, texting Eptic, and I was just like, I miss you. Because, like, I was thinking about it. Like, I never would have met these guys. These are my closest friends. Like, it's not just music. Mm -hmm. Like, I never would have met these people had it not been for making shitty dubstep. And that's hilarious. But it's also, like, the most beautiful thing I can think of. Like, I love my people. Yeah. And I was just like, I wouldn't give that up for the world. But then I, like, immediately, like, had to sign somebody's, like, dirty-ass pashmina. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I'm grateful for they wanted the me to sign. There I just want to get smelled. Oh, I I always Pashmina's, forget. dude. You're just carrying around a fucking towel. We can't operate without them. Don't get me I know. wrong. They're the I know. fucking winners. They're the winners. But They're better I, than me. Man, when I walk through the crowd sometimes, I'm like, holy shit. I saw a dude like... dressed as a penis, <laughs> headbanging. And but it was like so heavy that it was literally just like laying down on the rail, <laughs> like at a right angle, like just coming coming down like that. And I was wondering, I was like, this is the first time I actually think that like someone's gonna need like a back brace. Like, yeah. That like- is a huge paper mache penis. <laughs> I don't know. I actually kinda of, you know what, penis penis person, you're cool. Dirty pashmina person, learn about dry cleaning. Like literally, and 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 it's just it's amazing they're able to do it. Don't get me wrong. I fucking commend them. No, I could just everyone, sit in the corner. We're taking the piss out of Sillies is funny. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah, I mean, the fans are amazing. But, like, it's amazing. holy shit. Some of, like, the 
some of the shit I see. I could just people watch. <laughs> yeah. I could people watch for hours. I'm like, yeah. just give me a coffee. Put me in a corner. Yeah. I'm here all day. Let me hit my pen. Last we're night, here. Yeah. I was like walking. <laughs> me and Champa were walking behind uh, like the stage service road. Yeah. We were going from like main stage to Wampy Woods. And I look over and like there's like porta potties on the other side of the fence. And I saw this dude just like leaning over the porta potty and he just goes like, hey. And I was like, <laughs> hi. <laughs> oh, I, I looked, I didn't see him and I looked back and he wasn't there. I looked back and he's like peeking over. Oh my And I was goodness. I told I was told Ricky, I was like, that's a slasher film. That's like sl- that's the guy. We need to make a Lost Land slasher film. Because oh we're like in the God. middle of nowhere. We are. Like absolutely. Oh. In the middle of nowhere. Like, like when you're walking on those roads, it literally feels like I Friday thought I was going to get hit by a golf cart <laughs> or like did. abducted by someone. That's the thing. <laughs> that, like, that was it. Can you just imagine? We got to come up with like a, a new Whole plot icon. line. Yeah. Maybe it's just excision. Maybe. Yeah. Well, we need a masked DJ. We do. And the masked DJ is the killer. Where's but which DJ is it really? I'm thinking it's a side project. I'm thinking the barely alive hat. Oh but we God. have someone else Can you underneath it. Alive being a serial killer, Willie. Yeah, yeah. no, I'll let's be... make it Matt though. Let's make it Matt. So like Willie, you we redirect. So everyone thinks it's Willie. Yeah, but it's actually Matt. But it's actually he Matt. actually left and came to Lost Lands and I'm has been killing people. I'm gonna wearing say I'm just toaster. informing you that you are now the star. He's the serial killer. He's the serial. killer. I think killer. he'd be into it. I think he would too. Yeah. Oh, he totally yeah. would. Yeah, that's. I'm sorry. I like constantly make up dumb shit in my head. No, that's, that's like great. No we were just talking about Josh yesterday, and he's like all about the horror stuff. When oh, we, figure. Yeah, yeah, figure. Yes, absolutely. Yes, and and the I think of it. that is so dope. And and I look at people like like yourself, like him, where you guys just kind of like exist in that lane. Yeah. And he's like, "This is what I fucking love. So yeah. this is what I'm gonna do. Mm-hmm. And if you fuck with it, that's cool. And like when he was on yeah. the podcast, he just goes, you know, if they want to book Rhythm in Wisconsin. I'm not going to get booked, and that's okay. Yeah, of course. And you have to be okay with it because not everyone's yeah, going to like it. You can't do it all. No. You can't be the only artist. Yes. You can't. No. Yeah, I mean, fuck, man. Like, I don't even know what lane I am. Like, I guess, like, I guess people considered me, like, in the wave of bro step, but I never liked that name, like, because I am I really, like, reject masculinity on all forms. Yeah. But, like, you know, that era of, like, the Zomboy, like, post-Skrillex wave. And, like, nowadays, I don't know where I fit in. I just really don't. And, like, because I'm not Rhythm, I'm not, like, the bro dubstep stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I just am my own little boy over here doing my little thing. But making, that's when you're doing my your jokes. own thing and, like, mm-hmm. you're existing in your own lane so it doesn't fucking matter. There's so many people like that now. There's so yes. many people that are just themselves. It's fucking awesome. Man. But it's great. It's yeah. great. And I hope, I hope that continues more into, I guess, I don't know if it ever would into the corporate side of things. But there's such, there's such a huge group, I think, of fans that are still unaware of a lot of these artists that of course, are giving their own Of course they are. Because like, they're not the same ones getting They're purposefully over being yet. told not to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it'll never bleed into the corporate side. Corporate structure exists specifically to stamp out individuality. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that, that pans into <laughs> much more than the music industry. Sure, yeah. Let's see. I, I'm yeah. just saying, like, it, it's not going to happen. But what we are going to see is that the fans need to be told right here, right now, that they have all the power. If you they stop showing up to do. shit. The people will bow to you. Yeah. Like, also, hey, kids, you can throw your own parties. You should. You should throw your own parties. You should put your friends on. You should have insular groups of unique sounds that are yours. Like, make regional music. Like, people from places sound like places. People from L.A. sound like they're from L.A. Like, you can do that, and it's cool, and it results in, like, years of good music scenes. Like, that's how people always used to do it. 
and it always worked. And it doesn't happen. Anymore. No, but they can. Like, yeah. uh, money is not a problem. Throw it in your backyard, dude. Rave it up. Like, bring back actual raving. Yeah. <laughs> the Have you seen the Deaf Global Mm-mm. stuff? going? So there's this company out of Atlanta that has started throwing pulling permits like Oh, wait, is that the is that the parking with garage? I, yes, was the Ivy Lab so sick? Yes, yes. let's yeah. go. Yeah. Like they've done the parking garage, they've done like a three sixty next to like a train yeah. station. Let's go. That's like my that's shit. super cool. Do you know who's running it? No, because I feel like I would. Well, probably I was know talking who it about. Is. Shea, I was talking to Shay about it uh, okay, because yeah. she was there with Ivy Lab. Yeah, yeah. She and she's just that. like that was the coolest shit ever. Yeah, ever. I was with her last night. I love her so much. Yeah, Shay, if you're listening, I love you. But. It's people like her that have the other side of the foot in the industry mm-hmm. that can make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. Huge you know? difference. Yeah. I mean, Shy is on fire with Ivy Lab and all that. Like, just people people that give a shit that are, like, working from within, like mm-hmm. I was saying, that can do it. There's so many awesome people. Like, uh, Maria Southgate at, at uh, Never Say Die. I'm going to have like, her on the podcast. She's oh, wonderful. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, Dude, yeah we have her. Yeah. I'm going to call in for that. Yes. Yeah. Do gonna, it. Do I it. just want to listen. We'll have a special guest. Maria is legitimately... Like there are two people that I've worked with that I would rate as like the best experiences of my professional career, mm-hmm. which is um, Veronica Weebs and uh, Maria. Yeah. Like those two get it. They get it like beyond their job. Like they just encompass like giving a shit. And I love it. Yeah. You're going to have fun with Maria. Well, just like genuineness. Yeah. I think goes a very long way. Yes, it does. And, and I think. When people reach a certain point, they have to make a decision whether they're going to be told what to do or they're going to, like, rise to the occasion and exist but still be genuine and still, like, not necessarily, like, be a good person. I think there's a lot of people who take direction from people above them that are good people. Sure, of course. But, like, they are making a direct impact on what happens. And I just have to make a side note that – some of my favorite people happen to be women on the other side of this industry that uh, are doing the right fucking thing. I was thing. literally telling Trampa last night, I was like, I don't think that, like, I have a list of, like, my favorite people that I work with. I don't think a single one of them is a dude. Yeah. Like, it's just like, well, I've, it's an interesting thing about me is, like, I've always, I really just don't like men. And I know that sounds terrible, and I know that I'm going to get backlash for that, but, like, I just never have. Yeah. It comes from, like, my childhood. Like, I just don't like men. Yeah. So, like... I relate a lot more to women and like, I don't go through the same struggles. My privilege is insane compared to like being a woman in this industry. Um, especially cause I'm straight, straight passing and shit. But like basically like every woman that has been put in a position of power has made a massive difference for my career. Mm-hmm. And it's like, because they understand where I'm coming from. Like I want things to change. Like, yeah, we all want things to change when we are not being like benefited by that privilege. So like, let's put more women in positions of power because shit actually changes when you do, yes. <laughs> because like you, no one's going to want to change a system that benefits them. Correct. Right. Oh, wow. Look at that. Look at I, that little. I mean, it's true. Yeah. And like, I love my team. Like schisms, my manager, he's been my manager since like forever. And like, I love him and he's all about it. And like, he's over in Australia having a good time and like chilling over there. And like, he knows like, that's why he hired Maria. Like that, that's how you get shit done. That's how you get shit done. That's how you get like change done because she's got so many fresh ideas and like, that's what, you know what, that's what it is. We were just, I'm going back to what you just said. Like, it's not about being genuine so much as it's about working in your job and still having ideas. 
Yeah. Like not being like subservient in any way. You're just like, okay, I'll do this. Also, what about this? Or like, if I have an idea, I feel heard and listened to, and then it gets implemented and it's amazing. Like Veronica and Maria for like, Veronica did that whole tour with me and Space Laces and like constantly just like, hey, Veronica, what if I did this for merch? And then like the next morning, there'd be like a plan. And I'd be like, shit, that's never happened before. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I think it's the way that women and men are just built very differently. Maybe so. You know, and, and, but at the end of the day too, as well. Yeah. They just, it's just about getting shit done. And I think there becomes a, a point of like complacency where people just say, okay, I know what I have to do from a, you know, the start of the day to the end of the day. Right. And that's all I'm going to do. And I think we work in an industry where compared to regular world, yeah. it's not reality. No. And we're all, you know, making hopefully a livable wage off of our passion, sure. which is super awesome and fortunate. There's yep. a very small percentage of people in the world that get to do that. Yes, absolutely. And in turn, you are enabled to be more creative and you're enabled to think of better ideas sure. than working a nine to five and being fucking miserable. Right. I guess the point is to make this dream job more like an actual dream job. Yeah. Right. So it's yeah. like, yes, we're privileged to have this job. That's like how you we progress. Yeah. But shouldn't it be even better? Yeah. Why can't everything always be better than it is? Be great. Like, yeah. yeah. Like working at Amazon should be better than it is. Working at McDonald's should be better than it is. Like everyone should be okay. And so, like, when I when I say, like, very fucking, like, first world problem type things of, like, oh, we don't get driven to the venue anymore. But it's, like, it's not really about, like, give me, give me. It's about I'm lonely. I miss people. Mm-hmm. Because it's not fair to, like, constantly shuttle me around between time zones and then tell me that I should be grateful. Yeah. When I'm not seeing a friendly face. Like, I'll get to the venue and I literally don't see anyone. And I just go on stage and then I leave and I don't see anyone. That should be. But that's true. That's like a real yeah. thing at like the yeah. larger, like, uh, like hard ticket venues. You yeah. just like straight up. Don't talk to anyone, which is, and it's like not, not cool. great. <laughs> and, and it's, and it's a total mindfuck too, that like I've had conversations with where it's like, you go from being on stage and feeling that energy, especially in a club room and feeling validation and on feeling stage. validation. Yeah. And you're like, hell yeah. I've like played shows where I haven't had once of alcohol. I haven't fucking done anything. I've drank water Yeah. and I get home and I feel like I'm high as kite. The world is mine. Yeah. And then you're home in a hotel room alone. Yeah. And then you go, holy shit. All right. Well, I guess I'm just going to watch Netflix until my flight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, that, and that's going to be. <laughs> exactly. And that's going to be it. And, yeah. And, but that's no yeah. existence. Like, yeah, it is privileged. We get to play our music for people. Yes. But the difference between like the highs and the lows is so fucked up. Yeah. Like I was talking, yeah. to, I was talking to a therapist about it. And I was just like, I go on stage and I feel loved yeah. and I feel appreciated and my art gets noticed. And then I get off stage and there's no one there and everyone's asleep. So I can't text anybody. And I'm miles away from my family. Yeah. And I like haven't seen my grandparents You're not going to call your wife at 4 a.m. No, 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 no. Fuck yeah, no. Like, yeah, like, and like, you're like, what for though? Because you don't know any of the people that are telling you mm-hmm. good job. Yeah. And it's like. You're not really doing it for the strangers, love. You're doing it for the like the people you are close to. You want the people you are close to to be like, you're good at what you do. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the fans having a great time, like that's amazing. That's why we do live music. But it does like that doesn't last. You get off stage and it's gone because they're not still texting you. And like an instance, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like those moments where you're you go backstage and the hospitality person is like, oh great set, and then you chat about like fucking I don't know 
Breaking Bad for Hour like 20 kill. minutes. Yeah. That's yeah. like so much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I want that back. Yeah. I want human contact back. And like, I have lovely friends. And luckily now when I'm in cities, I can just be like, hey, you live here. Come see me. But with COVID Tell times, me. it's a little more complicated. I was complicated. about to say, I feel like COVID has affected that a little bit. Yes. Because more than ever now, I see people don't have venue staff properly. Yep. I see people don't just have the the manpower, the no. hands that they need in no. order to have everything work and still create that hospitable environment. Absolutely. And yeah. right now, I think that's a free pass, right? Yeah. So, like, on this run with Riot 10, like, I've been, like, I'm going to kind of stay by myself. I'll wear my mask. I'll read a book. And that's been fine and good. I can tell that I think it bothers him a little more than me because he's more of a social person. Oh, he's out there. Yeah. yeah. I'm like not. He's like, let's play the beer pong. Yeah, beer pong. Let's fucking, yeah. let's take the shots. Let's yeah. do this. Oh, yeah. He's He got unfortunate to be paired with someone who doesn't drink and who, like, always has his nose in a book. So, like, well, which is fine. Like, we've just yeah. been talking. Like, he's a lovely person. But, like, he'll be like, yeah, I'm going to play beer pong with, like, my photographer. And I'm just like... All right. I'm gonna play the flute in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel that. It's 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 funny. There's so many. I mean, just like anybody, mm-hmm. there's just so many different types of people. Getting matched know? up with people on tour is really funny. And I've never really thought about that back end. And we've gotten to the point where we are starting to look at like potential co-headlines for like quarter two of next year mm-hmm. and they're like okay like we're talking to this person's person and then in the back of my head i'm like holy shit like i don't know this person i'm yeah. like i don't know like if this is if we're gonna gel like wouldn't they want like there to be a good relationship like i, wouldn't I they- think that performers out of desperation tend to gel yeah i think we all are of a i think most are of a similar ilk yeah i think there are some who are legitimately vapid pieces of shit. Yeah. But it's rare. Yes. Like it's, it's not, well, those people tend to rise to the top because they do whatever it takes. Yeah. So you can spot them and you just go like, that's a piece of shit. But everyone else who's like working it and like been working it and like, and is coming up, they're fine. Oh yeah. Everyone's nice, man. Everyone's just like, we're all more similar than it seems. I think everybody just has different ways of showing it. Sure. Well, we're all different individuals, but at the same time, it's like, we're the same job yes yeah yeah. it's like at the end of the day we we have the same kind of order of operations that we do to approach and and it's cool to talk to other people about how they do stuff because like you're talking about like quarter two and stuff and my brain is like quarter what the fuck's a quarter what the fuck is that what is that like well well it's like it's like it's like the four quarters of the year i can't think first quarter like like my brain is this cup of coffee right now i know dude i i feel the same way usually i'm all over and i'm just like listening to you talk like here i I was like oh shit i gotta fucking say something um (laughs) but 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 that's see and i'm very like abrasive person where like i always want to know everything that's going on so like i get that people are in like kind of different places with how they approach how they want to handle like their career right but from my perspective more than ever it's like data exactly all the bullshit that we were talking about right data do you have ticket history here are you selling what's your social media numbers what's your spotify numbers and it's like i've heard it so much that i'm used to hearing it but then the other side of me is like i don't have to fucking hear that shit ever again right but i think it's important i think it's important especially for a woman in this industry like you're expected not just to do baseline but to like be above and beyond in order to compete oh we start at negative 100 exactly we have to work to zero right just to be given that extra five points. Yeah, just to not have people say you don't write your own shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. I, yeah that the sucks. only reason why I wear headphones is so people don't fucking <laughs> private sucks. DM me and sure. say, did you just press play? Yeah. Yeah. That's you know what's what funny do. is I don't wear headphones and no one private messages me that. I, I remember, you know, it's so funny. It was the fucking Steve Aoki show. Then when I was a resident DJ, I opened. It was funny because you said you opened for them when you were uh-huh. in the lecture. Yeah. And I was playing house music. I had my fucking hotkeys. I don't need fucking headphones. You don't need headphones. And I'm not music. a house DJ either. I was a resident DJ. Like, I don't make that kind of music. So, like, I'm playing four on the floor. I know when to fucking play my shit. And it's like. Count to four, press play. Pathetic, press play. Real DJ should be up there. Da, da, da. And Aoki doesn't like, wear headphones. Uh, yeah. I'm just like. <laughs> just I'm just, and up. I'm like, and I fucked up in my set. Yeah. So, like, what do you. How? And, How could you fuck up? And it's just the disposition of. of I think that's just the shit that we're used to dealing with. But, but you shouldn't have more to. than ever, I think there is a promising future. And yes. I think there are more males advocating for women than I've ever seen before. Good. Yeah. I, um, From I just, my personal experience. You, I've heard all ends of it. But, sure. but lately I feel like there's been a really good support system from big artists. I'm glad women. to hear that. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. I cannot... Better. I haven't gone through it, so I can't say I understand, but like I can clearly see what you're talking about. Yeah. And I think it's fucked. And then on top of that, like I can clearly see a shift where yesterday, for example, I spent the majority of my day hanging out with female artists. Yeah. And like women artists. And like that has never happened before. So that's been cool. Which is awesome. Yeah. And like that's. That's nice to see. And like, I was actually talking to Jessica Otterford about this the other day. Oh, we she's in, wonderful. She is. Yeah. She's we were sharp. literally just saying like when, when she would come on the dates with you guys, yeah. she just lights up the room sharp. She's like an so animal. sharp. And yeah. she's like willing to like, just go at it and talk, which like is what I like to do. Yes. And like, we were talking about it and about, about music production in particular. And I was, ta- I was talking to Sippy about this last night about how like, we were talking about, like, uh, you brought it up, too. Getting a tune there and then the details. Yes. I feel like uh, Jessica said something where she was like, there's a, a difference between a lot of the women I know and a lot of the men I know where men are a lot more detail-oriented about the music and women are a lot more, like, idea-oriented about the music. And I was like, that's so funny because I am, like, I agree, but I actually lean more towards the idea and less about the details, too. So, yeah. like, I can actually relate to that. And apparently, like, she was saying that, like, being a woman, because of the details, not being, like, as nerdy, like, they get shit-talked. Whereas, like, I don't do any nerdy details, and I don't get shit-talked. And, like, that's true. I can see it. Like, that's a real thing. And uh, let me just go ahead and say this out there. Everyone out there, stop leaving comments on SoundCloud if they're negative. Just period. Just, like, shut the fuck up. I stopped looking at the SoundCloud comments. I haven't haven't logged into SoundCloud in two years. YouTube's bad, too, though. I don't do that. YouTube gets (laughs) nasty. I I don't do that. I had, like, my first release on Disciple Roundtable. Mm-hmm. I was like, I can't fucking read this shit. YouTube comments have like, always been the worst. Nasty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just, I just feel like especially what we saw happen on social media when we were in COVID mm-hmm. is people just self-imploded, mad at the world, too much time on their hands, yeah. all of this shit. Uh-huh. And it's like, read a fucking book, get a fucking hobby, go learn something, get a degree. You could have gotten a degree in the time that we were fucking locked Bro, up. 
Like, two year degree. Let's go. Like, like I like, actually considered it. the problem was I didn't make any money for two years. Otherwise, I would have gone to college. Yeah, yeah, but but there, I think that coming out of that from being such a beginner, like into this new process, yeah, taught me like, hey, even though on this trajectory career path, the majority of your income is going to be from touring. It's from touring. You cannot fucking depend on that. You have to have another supplemental form of income, yeah. whether it's Patreon lessons, doing fully sound, doing whatever. Cause we have such a big skill set mm-hmm. that if you have the time and you have the discipline and I get it, being an artist is a fucking full-time job. Yes. And <laughs> I have like male managers and I sometimes, I don't like go off, but I'm just like, I'm a girl, dude. Like you don't understand. Like I'm paying to get my hair done. Yeah. I'm fucking doing this. Yeah. I'm doing that. I'm like, I'm not just a guy who can fucking throw a shirt on and go out there like I can, but that's not what I want to do. You can't, get do. You, I can't want, yeah. you can't be a human being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm so, sorry. but but on the other side of that, it's like if you have the time, like Patreon has been my financial stability. It was mine too since COVID. Yeah, like and and there's other ways to approach it to where if we ever get put in this position again, which the way the world is going, it I wouldn't seems be likely. surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, you're not going to be fucked. Yeah. And, and you maybe you're still going to be fucked, but you're not going to be fucked as hard because yeah. it was wrenching to see people who I had looked up to, who had been mentors, really have their fucking lives destroyed. Yeah, completely like, gone. Savings gone. Yeah. This gone. Yep. Still dealing with getting loans. Yeah. Dealing with mortgages that they can't fucking pay. Yep. Like it's, it's terrifying. But it makes you wonder, back to my idealism, because I love that. Yeah. <laughs> why aren't we making money off our music? That would be that would be great. Uh, like, do you like Audius? Do you like what Audius? I've is never doing? messed with Audius. So I I know that like Shay actually has like a really yeah. front forward foot in Audius. Yeah, and, and I know it's like I know it's um is it Clayton? Yeah, yeah. It, it's the guy from Oslo. Yeah, yeah. Who who helped with it? And what they're doing with like audio money, whatever, it's some sort of crypto. That's where I get lost. I do too. Um, is cool and it's a bit more promising, but then. It's like at the same time you go to the regular talent buyers and all they look at is Spotify. And what do we get? Point zero 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 four. Point fuck all. Yeah. Point fuck all. Have you ever, have you ever like, do you know anything it's about insane. Daniel Eck, like the main guy at Spotify? Um, main, like, I've owner. I've read some some pieces on this, this I've decided, man. I've decided I want to fist fight him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's it. He's not listening. He doesn't listen to music. So no. like, I would like to like formally Well, that's the problem. Can I, th- can I tell you? That's the root of the problem is the fact that the people who are controlling what artists get paid for their craft and their time love that are it's like a form of amazon it's like a form you know what i'm saying it it, it goes into this whole infrastructure of discussion of how the the baseline of what our our countries are in on right now is really potentially problematic we're in some fun late stage capitalism shit right yeah, now. yeah i live in seattle which is basically like amazon owns the city and microsoft owns the city and like literally the whole town of redmond is just microsoft and like it's downtown seattle is just amazon and like i'm witnessing the end of the world yeah and i'm fucking out dude oh luckily i live goodness. like on a, i live out in the woods so that's nice <laughs> what do you mean though like what like what the woods trees no no <laughs> Yeah, the woods, the beautiful. Possums and shit. Yeah, you know, possums, They're beautiful views. Yeah. No, like in Seattle, like like with it being, it it's just so corporate. You cannot function outside of them. Yeah. Like, 
Well, you can. It's just like it's a harder effort. But like a normal person who doesn't like think about this shit because like not everyone has the opportunity to think about that shit. They're just like trying to live. Yeah. They're like, it's Amazon. Well, I think about that all the time. And it's like I bitch about things all the time. And then I have to take that outside perspective sure. of like where you I'm go. so lucky I get to sit here and think. Yeah, where I'm so <laughs> lucky I get to sit here and think when when I like walk into somewhere that I could never idealize myself working at and I see somebody enjoying their job or at least putting on a good fucking face and genuinely being nice to their coworkers. I'm like, dude, I'm so fucking lucky. Like, like, because yep. it like puts that into perspective. Absolutely. And even then we live in a fucking first world country. Sure. You can't even when you. And and it's always interesting because, you know, we never, unless you really dive deep, see a lot about international news. But yeah. everyone sees about us. Right. So it's just this fucked perspective and outside vision perspective of the life that everything. we Perspective is everything. Yes. Just like every now and again, it's so good to like reboot and kind of like zoom out from the universe in and just be like, I say the universe, I don't think about the universe. Think about like the planet in yeah. where you're just like, okay, globally what's going on? Okay continentally what's going on. Okay. Now we're back in America. Now let's go to the state. Now let's go to the city. Now my life, like what's going on in my life. We always have something to be grateful for. And that is really important. Yes. And we always have something that could be idealized because that is what we are put on this earth to do is make life better for the people that come after us. Yeah. So it's like, I will always fight for what and complain about the things that I'm doing to make them better. Mm -hmm. Not because I think I deserve it, but because I think other people deserve it. But then it's like, yeah, I'm so grateful for my job. I'm so grateful for my life, my family, like my friends, like I was saying earlier, like this opportunity to come in here and babble for an hour. Like that's fucking Which I appreciate rad. because you don't know how much it means to me. Oh, I don't mind. The it's people, like my favorite thing to do. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but it's amazing because it's like by doing this, I've gotten a chance to not only learn, like I sit here and I'm like, I'm like, okay, like I'm picking from other people's experiences, sure. but you are helping educate this whole demographic of people who want to do exactly what you're doing. I really, and it's important for people to know that, yeah, the back end of it. I feel like I need to tell them stuff. Yeah. Like, I really do. And I think a lot of people get put off by it because it's not escapism. It's not fun. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not fun what I'm talking about. And it's hard. And it's work. Mm -hmm. And I'm asking people to do things. Yeah. And that's not easy in entertainment. Like, yeah, I want you to listen to my music and give me money. Sure. But, like, what I really want you to do is, like, interface with your art. Like, be there for artists. Like, live that life. Live that full life of, like, music is so much more than an event you go to. It's, like, a whole thing. And, like, musicians are so much more than the music they put out, too. Like, we're human beings. Like, we're trying our best. And we give a shit about your experience. Oh, absolutely. And so it's, like, I want I want to tell you. Like, I want to tell the world, like, take care of each other. Because, like, we make this art not because we want to make it for you. But because we fucking have to, it's like a compulsion. So, like, we can't help but make art. Yeah. So, like, let's make it a great place to experience it and a great place to make it. Absolutely. And a great place to perform it and a great place to, like, advance it and, like, do hospitality for it and do transpo. Like, everyone should be as it's best a huge off as they unit. can be. Even though yeah. people exist in their own individual entities, especially in this yeah. industry, it, it takes so many people. Yes, like yesterday, does. I was just walking around the festival and I just go, holy the shit. The sheer amount of crew yes. on that. I was looking up at the main stage and I was like, holy shit. Someone yeah. built this. Someone built this. Yeah. Like, How do they do from that? From the ground up. I've never seen anyone build a stage. How do you do that? Well, I just used to think it popped out of a box. I just used to think, this is the festival <laughs> <Why>? box. <laughs> you open like it house? and the festival's ready to fucking there go. Yeah. I wonder how long. I'm going to ask Jeff how long it took to build it. 
I, I, I would say maybe two weeks. Two it's weeks. large. It's huge. Yeah. And it's I like an EDC size stage. Dude, the Wampy Woods is like as it's big. It's huge. <laughs> well, I looked at that and I originally thought that the Wampy Woods was the main stage. Sure. I looked at the LED wall and I was like, oh, that's totally it. And Looks I was like, like a main oh, stage to fuck. Me. Yeah. Over here. It's a main stage at some festivals, most yeah. festivals. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so it's, it's just, crazy. it's fucking crazy. And you're here all weekend, right? I'm here all weekend. Oh, oh. are you excited? Are you excited to make it through the grueling dust fest? I got to get some band-aids for my feet. <laughs> for your feet? <laughs> for my feet. Yeah, I was walking I'm around. stoked. I was walking around yesterday and I was like, yeah, no, I'm done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I, don't think I've done a collective four days. Since oh, that's maybe right, because you were here early. Maybe my first two festivals. Like, oh I, I, it's, it's not only am I a homebody, I am also like, I am here to enjoy the day yep. and I want to play and I want to do my job. Yeah. And and the podcast has given me an excuse to like further it. I love it. Or I would podcast. or if or I would not be here all four days. But then I'm like, okay, I'm ready to see my dog and be in my home and <laughs> right. have my coffee yep. and and sit and and look at my computer screen. Yes. And that that I'm is gonna, where I'm, I'm gonna like, watch the haunting of Hill House for the eighth time. Yeah. I'm just gonna sit here still. Let's watch the the negative three star Netflix series oh and my just God. thoroughly enjoy it. Oh no, what's your what's your like worst <laughs> oh, Netflix series? Right now, I'm Please really trying to make Indian it through Manifest. Oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit. It was literally okay, so it was kind of good. I can't. And then now it's just gone off the rails. Yeah. It's also like way longer than it needs to be. It's way longer <laughs> than it needs to be. And I'm now I'm just like listening to it while I'm like doing dishes and just maybe tuning You're in like a little bit. It. Oh yeah. And I'm yeah. just like, okay, that's about yeah. it. I now, am uh, I was about to say, I wanted uh, to thank you. You have to fucking catch a flight. Oh, I do. You do. I do, do have to. You do have to. Yeah, I should do that. You should do that. All right. Yeah. Everybody must die. Thank you for coming on. It's me. Thank you guys for yet again tuning into another episode of the EXO podcast. Next up, we have special guest Grabbits joining me live from Lost Lands. Super wonderful episode. I'm stoked to share that with you guys. Don't forget new exo radio featuring evade out now on my soundcloud and audience also linked below i will see you guys later on this week i am joining riot 10 this weekend in florida jacksonville tallahassee tampa and orlando so if you're there please see me and give me a hug have a good one exo